0: again to the Gentleman's Soapbox. I am Jake, with me as always is Sean, and welcome to your, well, let's just face it, if you're looking for journalistic integrity, you've come to the wrong place. Um, Today's topic is, it's one I kind of come to somewhat reluctantly because anybody who knows me knows that I am a paranoid conspiracy theorist, and I kind of wanted to some extent to leave that out of this so that I don't know. You made Maybe, it five casts, man. I mean, is is is, <laughs> is credibility really a thing? Do we care? Um. So, I but I figured we'd go ahead and throw all credibility <laughs> to the wind today, and uh, start talking about conspiracy theories. And more specifically, when is a conspiracy theory not a conspiracy theory? So let's start with the wonders of social media and Facebook. Um, Unless you live under a rock, which some of us do, um, you're probably aware of all the wonderful things that have gone on with Facebook for the past few weeks. Somewhere along the line, somebody came out and said, oh, my God, Facebook is more interested in profits than in our children's safety (gasps) health and well-being what that they have created algorithms that show us things that are going to keep us attentive rather than things that help our mental health
1: no and the fine folks at facebook i don't believe it
0: who'd have thought so i mean sean does this surprise you in any way shape or form
1: God, no! It doesn't surprise anybody with a functioning brain. This, the, the this is now. I say functioning, right? <laughs> this shouldn't be. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Of, co- of course, they're they're more, you know. I, and props to the whistleblower chick, who uh, came forward and is like, "Look, um, this is bad, and uh, they're messing with you." Yes, of course. I mean, it's sad to see that your suspicions are confirmed or at least largely confirmed. Um, it's To me, it was – I'll be honest. I am old enough and have other hobbies and other things to do like working and, and other things. I did not notice the outage at all. Like and I heard about it the day after I was, and they're like, Facebook and Instagram are down. Do you remember what you were trying to upload? And I'm like, Yes, I uh, actually, do. Nothing.
0: Yeah, well, actually, and I'll admit, I was trying to upload something, but it was for my for my work account for marketing purposes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't even notice until the day after, um, and well, it was, uh, yeah. Part of
0: it is I just figured I didn't have enough signal at the time.
1: I you know I I think a lot of people were like that and then when they found out it's down I I wonder I mean it was Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and I I have a Facebook account, I'm rarely ever on it. Uh, I I have an Instagram account. I mainly use it to throw pictures of guns to Jake and Jake throws pictures <laughs> of guns back to me or young ladies with guns or
0: say, somebody with a really nice ass who happens to be holding a gun.
1: Right. Um we we will that's mainly what we use Instagram for. Uh, and I, I don't use WhatsApp. I know it's big in other countries, you know, like Mexico and, and Puerto Rico and, and over across, uh, you know, across the pond. I know it's big there. I, I don't even have that installed. So this affected me none at all. So I don't, in, you know, I, I understand that there are some people who's, who make a, a living off Instagram and instagram models and and that sort of thing and they were
0: I will aghast have to, but... i will have to admit i didn't even know what an influencer was until i saw the documentary on the fire festival
1: are you kidding me
0: i didn't i didn't i never heard that term before i knew there were okay. people who marketed on um, uh, social media but the fact that people in well, i'll even rephrase i also knew there were people who um, as a profession in marketing in general helped other people figure out how to market their products on social media. But, the do you know, the first person a,
1: that that was a, that that was attached to that n- term was attached to not a clue. Paris Hilton.
0: Oh, dear God. Yeah. Well, it, the idea that someone could actually make a living by simply being on uh, Instagram was completely foreign to me.
1: Oh, no, actually, no, it's not, because you have seen people who do the exact same things on a different site, and that was OnlyFans, right? That that site is the exact same thing. It's well, just that they I'm... largely do it with their clothes off and do other things instead of the Instagram stuff.
0: Well, I'll, I'll admit I'm was actually a late-comer to OnlyFans as well. I didn't even know what that was originally. <laughs> You've listened to the other show! <laughs> yeah, but it hadn't been brought up until, um, you know, over the past <laughs> year or so.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a, there is a significant portion of, I, I would say, the top five, maybe five, top ten percent that are classified on those platforms, uh, Instagram is one of them, obviously, that are, mm, this is their full-time job. They are paid to to make a living, or they make a living, I should say, on an app, and either other people pay them to give shout-outs and bring critical mass to something, or they are paid uh, for the content that they are posting. And this is a job. I mean, it's a job. I I both think it's it's a sign of an unhealthy economy or an unhealthy city state or, or, or federal state. And I am also very glad that it exists because it proves all my high school teachers We're full of shit. Um, (laughs) There are people alive today. I watch their Twitch streams every once in a while. I see them making money. I see what's going on, who play video games for a living. And I wish I could go back and to to middle school and high school and tell certain teachers, just show them the future. Let be like, ah, (laughs) look
0: at this. (laughs) Suck it.
1: You know, they make a living playing video games.
0: Well, with everybody – well, not everybody, but with all of these people who are now making a living on social media, and I guess it shouldn't come as much of a surprise, especially with all the political bullshit that's gone on in in regards to uh, you know, social media, that you now have the federal government trying to figure out whether or not they need to regulate it.
1: Oh, of course. Although it's clear to me and maybe not everybody but it's clear to me that the corporations are not doing a great job regulating
0: i i guess my thought process on that is is uh, what what is it that actually needs to be regulated uh, and if,
1: this is yeah, exactly. It, it, that's exactly the question
0: Well, be because, you know, even Mark Zuckerberg's response to the whole uh, to the whistleblower thing was maybe you guys should give a, make a legal uh, age limit for access to the Internet. But how I mean, first of all, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, just for no other reason than how the hell do you enforce something like that? I mean, we we can't keep teenagers from finding porn on their on their iPhones, much less having access to the Internet altogether.
1: Yeah, that's well, what you'd have to do is have a federal regulation agency that issued a license, just like you do for cars.
0: There's another trillion dollars down the road, down the line.
1: Well, yeah, but it's a fantastic way for the state to gain control of the knowledge base. Which, look, I'm not going to put anything past what the United States government really wants to do. I'm sure if they could swing it, they'd do it. I mean, they're already working on repealing the abortion uh, thing, and they're they're looking on taking firearms, and they're looking on on infringing on rights. Like this is their plan, okay? This well, is I, uh... where they're headed.
0: Well, at some point, we are doing a show on whether or not the Constitution is more than toilet paper anymore.
1: Well, I at least think it's a doormat at this point. (laughs) I mean, it may not be toilet paper, but they're trod on it enough that I'm not sure it's exactly the holy uh, grail that it used to be uh, for sure. But there's, you know, to go back to your original point is is how much of a conspiracy is it when. Facebook seems to, and I'm not buying at all the, did you hear the excuse they said for why Facebook went down for so long? Did you hear what they actually, said? I don't I know did, if they've changed it.
0: Actually, I did not. I, I was more interested in the whole discuss in in how surprised people were that Facebook was, you know, trying to grab your child's attention no matter how they had to do it.
1: So let me put together a, a timeline and it seems a little suspicious to me but uh, let me so they they have this whistleblower and they they bring out the the charges or not the charges but the the documents that they brought out about the algorithm and how they're uh, playing upon your fears and your anger and your irritation instead of, you know, comfortable things because people don't check comfortable things very often because they're comfortable. It makes them feel better, and then they feel better, and then they stop checking. What makes them check and keep logging in is if they're angry. So that, albeit said, you know, and if that's the case and they they have done uh, – if they actually have done that, which, you know, of course they have, this is, this is going to be kind of a public relations nightmare for them. So right after 60 Minutes airs that segment. I mean, the next day, Facebook has a mysterious outage for three hours and comes back up three, four hours, something like that. Now, their excuse is that the timeline, this this has nothing to do with the timeline. And they weren't recalibrating the algorithm so they didn't get caught on this and uh, so that if it's ever subpoenaed or if it's ever, you know, the code or the algorithm is ever looked at that they're not destroying evidence or getting rid of that. What happened is the servers went down and they got locked out of their server room.
0: Oh, my God. And here I was thinking that they just turned the key and went, look, bitches, this is your life without us. Uh,
1: so that's that's what they say. I think <laughs> it's a lot more like what you're saying. Um, but I can't help but think it's like the timeline doesn't, like it's way too convenient for... A big expose piece goes out on 60 Minutes Nationally, exposing that they have purposely catfished all of us. Well, the cons- And then the next day they go in and go, holy crap, they're going to indict us. Go fix the damn algorithm. Just, well, we can't do that without pulling it down. Then pull it down. And that's what they did.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. But see, the, and the conspiracy theories go further than that. I mean have you heard the ones where they're basically suggesting that the whistleblower woman is in fact a plant from Facebook? Oh sure. I wouldn't put that past them either. I I and, and this is the
1: the part of the the whole conspiracy thing, right? It's only a conspiracy until it's proven correct. And then it's history, you know. But we we have to get past that part. We have to get past the part until the final card is flipped, right? and right now it's just the flop right we haven't hit the river <laughs> we haven't you know it, it, we're not there yet and i just i i just don't have any faith at all in our federal government in large corporations or these mega billionaires and stuff like that i don't i don't have the problem with the concept of mega billionaires i really don't look you did great you whatever okay you have a lot of money. Sure. Uh, it's the corporation that you, it's the monster you built to get the money that worries me more than you have a pile of cash and you really don't have to care about like normal people's life anymore. Uh, that, that doesn't bother me as much. Okay, fine, whatever. You've got more money than God. All right. So but what so, is the corporation doing?
0: So Amazon and Walmart are the root of all evil. Um, Maybe not the root, but they certainly are <laughs> lieutenants of evil.
1: Yeah, yeah, i go there. <laughs> uh, so, so, I both so. shop and uh, spend a lot of money at both of those institutions, so it's not like I'm any less guilty than <laughs> anyone else. I mean
0: so so what you're basically got an amazon box sitting right three feet from me so uh the expectation is is then the afterlife when we make it to hell basically the satan's going to be sitting there with signs that say brought to you by amazon walmart and microsoft oh man
1: isn't it weird that microsoft is now the plucky underdog isn't that weird (laughs) i mean because you've got google amazon and walmart all up at the top and microsoft is like look we make software like nobody cares (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's that's how fast these things have turned. You remember back in the nineties when they thought that Microsoft was just gonna buy the internet? Do you remember that whole conversation? And they're, they're <laughs> like, Oh, if Bill Gates has enough money, he's just gonna buy the internet and we're all gonna be Gatesy, you know, and, and it's all gonna be Microsoft. Microsoft brings you the world, you know, and, and, well,
0: yeah, and no, we also, missed
1: the target. Right? It's, also it's back Google. When
0: AOL bought Time Warner and thought it was a great idea.
1: Um, (laughs) how's that working out for you Uh, (laughs) it's
0: it's also the time period in which when the process of um, the federal government suing Microsoft for um, shit why am I drawing a blank on the term Uh, monopolies antitrust Um, and when they gave him and I don't remember what the exact number of a fine that he was given by the judge and his response was will you take a check yeah. He didn't care. He didn't have to care. And what's funny is
1: the government knew he didn't have well, to care.
0: That that was the day I finally understood what fuck you money was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> you don't have enough zeros to bankrupt me. You know, uh, your federal statute won't let you charge me that much. So I... I I, I don't uh, I, I don't know how how deep the rabbit hole goes with the whole Facebook thing, but I can tell you just look around like if you if you don't believe me and and, and it's and you're, you're like, oh, that can't be happening or, or companies are, or corporations aren't that bad or, or nobody has that kind of foresight or that forethought or they're not that devious. Just just look, don't look at what they say. Look at what they do.
0: Well, that kind of and it kind of goes into why I say that this isn't a conspiracy, because no one, as you said, with a functional brain should be surprised. And even if you're looking around going, damn, I missed that. Uh, One of the things I always go back to is something that Douglas Adams wrote before he passed away, which was if you really want to understand what a corporation is and what it's doing, you have to ask yourself, what business is it really in? Everybody's talking about these days the public square that places like Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, social media in general supposedly are and what they're supposedly offering to um, who they think are the clientele, which is. Uh, John Q. Public, you, me, everybody else. And that's really not the business that they're in. They're not in the business of providing that public square. They're in the business of using that public square to provide you to advertisers. So once you actually realize that and recognize that, the idea that they're willing to come up with algorithms to catch your attention, no matter what it takes, uh, the only thing that actually surprises me is the fact that they haven't used boobs yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah they'll get there. they'll get there it's it's not going to be pretty when people start figuring out how very little corporations and governments care about us as as a population i don't I don't care if you're rich, if you're poor or whatever. you're not mega rich you're not the elite if you're not in the elite class. And I guarantee you nobody listening to this is on the is in the elite class. If you're not in the elite class, they don't wait, care wait, about
0: you. Wait, wait a minute. You're saying that out of all the people from Austin, Texas and um, uh, uh, California who are listening to this, that none of them are Jeff Bezos?
1: <laughs> I am saying that. <laughs> oh, jeez, damn.
0: Oh wait a minute! We do, in fact, have our one listener in Finland, who I am assuming thought that this was a podcast about male grooming products, and just <laughs>
1: or they looked at the logo and said, "Hot chick, I'll listen to that." What are these guys doing talking? Wow, this is the longest commercial I've ever heard. When did we get to the real content?
0: Oh well, then then comes the fun part of our topic today, which is something that. Well, a conspiracy theory that I have been following since I was six years old, um, something I've always generally tended to be somewhat obsessed with, but over the past year and a half or so has kind of taken on a new dynamic that I have personally found to be extraordinarily interesting. So I'll give it a little bit of a timeline just so that a lot of it follows around a guy by the name of Lou Elizondo who. It, it's it, his story as to what's gone on with him over the past several years has been very very interesting. He was employed, uh, he was in the U.S. Army, I believe, in the military, and he worked at the Pentagon for a organization that was meant to follow unexplainable aerial phenomenon, i.e., UFOs, things that were being seen by um, pilots, uh, not just airline pilots, but actual Navy pilots, Air Force pilots, etc. That couldn't be explained in any way, shape or form, whether and if you unless you once again live under a rock, you've seen the videos that have popped up out there. Um, And he testified before Congress. He was working with uh, several senators, et cetera, on just starting to come up with some more funding to investigate these things, whether they were aliens or uh competing countries that had come up with some technology that we couldn't match explain or understand um when the they didn't want to fund uh his uh department anymore he rage quit and went to the new york times and gave them all the information and when the new york times looked at the federal government and said hey we're about to publish this stuff the federal government finally went Well, okay, we've got a pandemic going on, and no one's really paying attention to anything else, so to hell with it, let's just admit that this shit is going on. No one's really going to notice. I mean, hell, nobody's leaving their house at the moment. Who's going to give a shit about a UFO or two? So... Uh, the federal government puts it out, has a few hearings. Once again, Mr. Lou Elizondo goes back to Congress, testifies a few times, and nothing really comes of it until all of a sudden, as people are starting to pay somewhat attention, the Pentagon finally jumps up and says, um, yeah, this this gentleman, Lou Elizondo, we have no clue who he is. He's never worked for us. We don't know the department he's talking about. Um, And uh, yeah, we have no clue. The man has testified before Congress for the Pentagon, and now all of a sudden they have no idea who he is.
1: Interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So, and I, this being something that has always fascinated me because, well, I'm, I'm a nerd, um, and who was obsessed with Star Wars, Star Trek, and fill in the blank. um. It's just interesting to me that y- you've got all of this going on you, and there are several theories f- still floating around out there, some of them being that um, well, obviously you have the theory of aliens um, aliens which I, I have to admit I kind of look at them and go, well, that could be kind of cool um. But you also have the theories that this is some new Chinese technology. You've got people talking about the fact that we've been working on hypersonic um, aircraft and weapons and drones, etc. And this could be something of that nature. And this could just be a test to see who could read it, follow it, whatever. Um, there's also theories that there is really something even more special or alieny going on. And all of this is just misinformation to keep everybody off the right track. Uh, beat me up take me to your leader where where are you on this oh you're gonna put it on me first (laughs) (laughs) well i just gave my explanation
1: no you gave the question now i gotta answer it all right uh well a couple of things one i'm gonna take you back for a little bit and i actually have partially the answer for for some of this there was a show Back in, I don't know, the 80s at some point. I watched it when I was a kid called Cosmos. Do you remember that? I do. Do you remember when Carl Sagan gave you the equation, Drake's equation, to to, uh, determine how likely it was that there was life, other life other than humanity in the universe? Do you remember that?
0: I do. I remember the Drake equation and the Fermi paradox.
1: Yeah. And do you remember that it was somewhere that his calculations and what he knew, it was somewhere between a thousand and a couple million <laughs> uh, different types of life, uh, uh, sentient and and star traveling life
0: in our galaxy alone in
1: goodness. our in our galaxy alone it's somewhere between 10 and 10 million or something like that. It was it was ridiculous as as far as those range and scope. But as well, far as he we, was concerned, it
0: was never zero. Well, and But that really kind of brings you to the logical concept of it, that there has to be something else out there. You can argue for until so you're blue in the face over what it is that you may or may not think it is, be that, you know, the science, scientific, religious, however direction you want to follow in there. But the idea that we live alone in this little itty bitty corner of the galaxy um and no one else is out there is is frankly illogical
1: i find that preposterous yes i do uh that this rinky dink little planet on on a spinning arm on the outside of a spinning arm of a galaxy would would be the only place in the universe as it exists today that sentient life exists that is to me a ludicrous statement
0: as uh, douglas adams once again said mostly harmless
1: right um i also love douglas adams quote about the internet and he made a long time ago he goes i don't know what everybody's so panicked about the internet for it's just us unless you know you look at us and we're terrible (laughs) but uh (laughs) Yeah, I find the, the idea that we are alone and always have been uh, just as preposterous as Earth is the center of the universe. Of course it's not. This is this is a, a statement full of ignorance as far as I'm concerned, anyone who holds that opinion. Now, as for the likelihood of aliens or sentient life that didn't originate, or at least that we do not know currently originated from this planet uh, visiting us – uh, the truth is, I don't know, uh, The and neither do you, neither does anybody. You know, there's probably a very, very few select people who are in the know who do know one way or another for sure uh, the answer to that question.
0: Well, and they're probably the same people who, you know, know definitively exactly who shot Kennedy.
1: Right. Uh, I would I would argue that that's probably true. However, what's interesting to me is during covid. They admitted the Navy released film. Do you, you remember that? The, the Navy released stuff going, look, we're not getting answers. Nobody's telling us anything. We've got this on camera and nobody's talking. We're releasing
0: it. But, but, but these are the things that once again, going back to Mr. Elizondo, he was the one who convinced them to release that yeah. now say who?
1: Yeah, um, they'll find him in a hole somewhere.
0: He's down in a
1: desert in a barrel, down past Erlingua. You know this? (laughs) Still Still got got the the shovel. shovel. (laughs) That's a quote my boss and I use all the time when we (laughs) we did something or you took some kind of action, and it may come back to bite us later. (laughs) He's like, "Did you do that stuff?" I'm like, "Still got the shovel." (laughs) You know, Um, (laughs) it's it's one of those those non-provable right and and it's been made to the point where um anybody who suggests that there is is a kook or or a psycho or not to be believed or whatever it is because people have been told over and over and over and over that this doesn't exist
0: well and that's even what kind of goes back into what makes this an actual honest to god conspiracy theory because as much as i want to think that maybe there's something to all of this. And as much as I actually do think there's something, something somewhere to all of this, um, even then there's still that incredulity. My, I hope
1: I live to see it. I hope I live to see it. And I hope that, and I've said this on other casts and I'll say it again. I hope, it is my fervent hope, that years, maybe decades, maybe uh, centuries from now, there is a gold standard, sort of like at the end of, or at the beginning of A Good Place when he points to the guy who got everything right about the afterlife. I hope that there is a statue of Giorgio sukulos <laughs> with his freaked out hair. <laughs> and under it, it just says alien. Now, do you want? He was right.
0: Do you want the original Giorgio Sukulos with the wearing the suit with his all teased up, or do you want the new guy wearing uh, indigenous and Native American uh, vests and beads and all that stuff? One, my
1: Sukulos is the suit wearing guy, exactly. the one who's trying to maintain credulity, or you know, uh, just just a little bit. Uh, but I I hope that he is one hundred percent right. I I don't think that's going to happen, but I hope, it is my fervent hope that he is right.
0: Well, the one thing in all of this that made it past my level of incredulity that made me start thinking, wow, this could be really interesting, was the pure and simple fact of how it was released during all the other shit that was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, okay, the world's coming to an end. Um, the, the uh, world is shut down. We've got a virus killing uh, hundreds of thousands of people. I, uh, the economy's in the tank. And oh, by the way, there's um a couple of videos over here of UFOs. Don't worry about that. We'll we'll go back onto the other stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, in fact, Jake and I talked about it at the time during uh, we were casting and stuff. And I'm like, he texted me. He's like, did, did the government just admit that there's aliens? I'm like, yep.
0: <laughs> and the, But that's really how it kind of came out. It was it was kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go, go, roll that back. Did I just yeah, Just it? No, 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 no. Go back. Go back a second,
1: you know. And then when people started paying attention to it, oh, no. Um, but – did you ever, uh, actually, I, I do know you did. Um, do you remember the show Unacknowledged? Yes. Uh, Stephen, for those of you who don't know who this is, I, I recognize, I, I recommend highly that you go watch it. Uh, a guy named Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen M. Greer, uh, did, uh, who is a, a giant in the, UFO conspiracy world he's collected documents and and had meetings and and really chased this down more than anybody uh, has any um, any civilian quote unquote civilian has and he in 2017 he released a uh, book and I, I think uh, went to, I didn't read the book I watched the uh, Netflix special which goes to show you how uh, I spend my time. Um,
0: Well, once again, journalistic integrity.
1: Exactly. He released a special, and the special was basically about the stuff in the book. And really, it's all about how the government has been lying to you, like systematically and and all that. And and I'll let you guys see it if you already haven't. But one of the things that grabbed me is two things, really. Why did we never, never go back to the moon? We're going to Mars. We haven't been back to the
0: moon ever. Why? Uh, Money.
1: Well, but it's a resource and it's it's a thing. We're going to Mars. That's that's way more money.
0: Well, but are we going to Mars? I mean, we're we're talking about a uh, government who had no hesitation to basically look at her space program and go, too expensive, fuck it. Um, so is is Amazon setting up headquarters on the moon and on Mars?
1: Probably. Oh, I, would, I would think so, yeah. But,
0: but are we going to Mars? I mean, if you really think that it's going to be um, an American government that's going to, excuse me, a, a Earth born government that makes it to Mars, they're not going to be speaking English up there. They're going to speak in Chinese.
1: <laughs> Probably. Uh, I do think an American corporation will make it up there. Uh, I, I think everything going forward will be corporate. But that's a whole different cast. Uh, but I would suggest uh, that that was surprising to me because it never occurred to me. I'm like, why didn't we go back? And money isn't a good enough answer. We do a lot of stupid crap and spend a lot of stupid money on a lot of stupid stuff. That doesn't that one doesn't carry water for me. The other one is in it. He he uh, he said there was a plan. He said there was a plan for how to as we go forward, how to kind of roll us onto a footing where the government wants us and they had a plan they had a playbook on how to do that and first you blame the middle east and then you blame despots and then you blame this and this and this and this and finally you roll it out to a space force and you you blame the terror on aliens and you admit they exist and they're here to kill us all and we're on like step 5 of the plan like like <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay. oh shit, if all you, of that kind of walks out you know if you, if you really want to f- be freaked out by the social engineering plan, if I can find the link for it, I'll actually put it in the um the 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 po- the shit post for the cast on the website. but if you really want to be freaked out about where we are in a plan, go find the guy who defected from the russian k g b who came to America and recorded a whole thing on what the Russian or exact at that point in time Soviet plan was to destabilize the United States and yeah we, we're
1: living it now and,
0: and on the on the 10 step plan we're on step nine
1: yeah 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 we're living it now <laughs> I mean it's it's so it's so funny and and you don't think this stuff can happen and of course it can governments fall all the time um, the British Empire didn't think it could fall either. I mean, they controlled three-quarters of the world at one point. From, and from owned, their
0: island owned, the, size, the, the size of New Jersey.
1: Yeah, owned and controlled three-quarters of the world at one time. And they slowly kind of ebbed away into, into what they are today. And uh, losing the EU was a big mistake. Brexit was a horrible plan. But, I, okay, um, there's – of course, of course you can't stay – Russia fell. Right? Uh, you can't stay on top forever. And we're kind of tipping over, and no one sees it. That's the funny part. Nobody sees it for what it actually is. And uh, conspiracy or not, like, look at, and I tell people if you want to look at the truth, look at what's being done, not what's being said. You know, of look course. at what they do, don't look at what they say. Just, just turn off what they say. Don't look at quotes. Don't look at anything. Look at what they do, right? If you want to get the, uh, if you want to figure out how you want to vote for, if you think that still makes a difference, how you want to vote for your senator or your congressman, look at their voting record. Don't look at what they say. Don't look at their speeches. Look at their voting record. That'll tell you. And, and it's horrifying when you start looking at this stuff. You're like, well, that is not what they say at all. And, and in most cases
0: that's right are are you saying that congressmen are full of shit no i'm saying
1: the entire government's full of shit oh okay (laughs) all of them (laughs) i'm not just going to single out congressmen (laughs) i would never just stop there uh no 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 and i'm sure i'm on a list somewhere as a malcontent but it's it's obvious they're lying to us it's obvious that that the people no longer matter. It's obvious. Like, look around and look and see what's going on. This is uh, obvious to the most casual observer. My question is, why do not more people see it? I don't understand. That's the part I don't understand. Like, you just – is it just they want that comfort? They're like, oh, somebody's hand is on the wheel. Is that what it is? Or is it just, like, they're – they don't want to believe somebody's lying to them or they voted for them and they think that that's that's like their guy now or like, what the hell, man? I don't get it. I really don't.
0: Well, I mean, how, how hard is it for the average human being to admit that they're wrong about something?
1: Oh, given given. I'll totally admit to that. Uh, it's it's never happened to me. But, you know, I mean, other people. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Hey, Uh, hey, hey, I've been trying to convince my wife of something for 20 years, which is I may not know everything, but I am always right. (laughs)
1: Look, as soon as you figure that out, you publish a book, (laughs) your money problems will be over, (laughs) sir. If you can configure if you figure out how to convince your wife that you are correct about something, you will like money will fall from the sky, <laughs> sir. I've been barking up that tree for twenty three years. It ain't happened yet.
2: Well
0: you know, these days if you actually do convince your wife that you are right about something, that's there, there's a term for that these days. They call it gaslighting.
1: Yeah. Or mansplaining.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's like I don't even bother anymore. It's like I don't have the energy. Yeah. Fuck it.
0: Wait, 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 wait till <laughs> your kids get a little bit older. God, <laughs> you know
1: it's it's it, and I live in a house with three women. I, right? I, I, I don't have a house, good day.
0: I live in the house with two. Yeah,
1: I, I don't have a good day. Like you don't win ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's no victory there's no anything there's and, and just not,
1: battle tomorrow and not that
0: this is even remotely close to one point for a discussion today my daughter recently told me that the only reason why anybody goes to the high school football games is to get stoned and have sex in which case i told her you were never allowed to go to a high school football game again well then you're not going
1: <laughs> how's that for uh what's happening
0: although isn't your daughter out of high school nope not yet this is her senior year
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so she's almost out. She's got another couple of months. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, That's, yeah.
0: But the the only reason why I kind of went with the idea of money was what kept us from going back to the moon is the American concept of once we win, we declare the game over. So we made it to the moon first. We made, we kind of took over space. And then once the Soviet Union fell, we just kind of went, okay, game over. We won. Fuck it.
1: You know, what's interesting to me is if you look at – we didn't win space. Uh, if you look the, at every record – Yeah, I mean, if you look at every record in the space, in the quote-unquote space race, most of them will have a Russian name attached to them. We won one thing, which is first to the moon. One thing. The Russians hold everything else up until Mars. Up until Mars, the Russians won everything as far as the space mean, race went the moon.
0: We haven't made it to Mars yet. Or is that something yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying? Up until like once once you get to the moon, that was kind of the turning point. And then Mars, like we're the only ones who've been we know of, have been to uh Mars by probe.
0: Right. Oh, by probe! I thought she was like, dude, we went to Mars and I missed. Well,
1: it. I mean, you're counting space races as like the space race wasn't always just people going places. It was Sputnik, right? They yeah. put a satellite in orbit and it beeped, and and they're like, holy crap, we're not safe, right? There was this huge scare and everybody was excited about it and everybody was scared and and they're they're above us. They're, who knows what it does? It it beeps. That's what it does. <laughs> but it's Soviet it, beeping. But it's so oh, it beeps in a Russian way and it's bad. So then we had to do a satellite, and then they put an animal in space and brought it back down, and then they had a suborbital, and then they had you know they had all this stuff, and they won everything before we did. So that was the whole push: we're going to go to the moon; they're not going to get there before us. And when we declared that, we had no idea how to get to the moon. <laughs> we didn't even have rockets that would get us that far.
0: So, oh, and not only that, but they were also looking at the German scientist who came up with the rockets that went that far, and going, yeah, we don't really need you.
1: Yeah, uh, Werner von Braun, if I'm not mistaken. Y- yep. Yeah, and uh, there's 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 a ton of of
0: kind of makes Iron Sky seem a little bit more feasible, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> you know, I I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm pretty sure we're headed for a nexus. I'm hoping I won't be alive to see it. I really am.
0: Well, that kind of goes into a lot of the what ifs with regards to aliens. Aliens. I mean, uh, I, I'm personally of the opinion that we're an anthill to them. The, I don't do, think do you understand so where I'm going as far as that's concerned. Yeah, they're, I mean so, I see where you're they're, saying. They're so far advanced that it's it's like us looking at an anthill going, okay, we can see that something's going on there, but um you know, quite frankly, it's nothing that would even be considered important to the rest of us out here. I'm
1: going to I'm going to go one better, you know, why is gomora? Uh I'm going to go with we're an ant farm. Not an anthill. And at farm, to me, implies that if such a thing does exist, that we are inconsequential, but fun to look at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... you, you have people, uh, be, be like, before he passed away, Jesus Christ, why can I not remember anybody's name? Um, I was going to say Jesus
1: Christ. I don't <laughs> think he existed, but okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, Stephen Hawking, before he passed away, and you've even had some other uh, of the eminent cosmology people out there talking about, do we really want aliens to come here? Look at what happened to, for example, the Native Americans. Um, when people with more technology come, the other people get wiped out. And personally, I think that's hubris in even thinking that we matter that much.
1: Oh, I would say that's probably I mean, I, even even Sagan said that. I mean, he was <laughs> it would be no contest. If you have the ability to come from another star system to our planet, it, there, it would be no contest. Like, it, we wouldn't matter. They could glass the sp- the planet from space, if they felt like it, and there's not a damn thing we could do about it. You would never, I cannot remember the the, the, the TNG episode, but uh, Data was trying to explain to this planet, you will never see the face of your attackers. They will nuke you from orbit. This isn't going to be a close fight. You will all die. That's how that's going to happen. If somebody was going if, – if a uh, civilization advanced enough came here and decided to pick a fight, there wouldn't be a fight. There would be an extermination.
0: And that's even kind of what I – what my own thought process is, is that we're not even – even thinking that there would be a thought process on the other end of fight is – it goes back to the whole anthill thing. You know, are you going to go out of your way to step on an anthill? No. But if you happen to do it as you're walking down the road, do you feel even slightly bad about it? No. So it would be I could almost see them kind of just going, you know, finding out that their warp engines as they happen to fly through our neighborhood wiped out our earth and nobody would give a shit or even know that it happened.
1: Yeah, it happened in like a split second or something like that, you know, like I mean, an nanosecond. Just...
0: Oh, oh, there was life on that planet. Oh, fuck it. Keep going. We're, we don't care.
1: <laughs> Be like in the boys when a train took that chick's <laughs> exploded, that chick and all he was left is holding the hands.
0: Yeah, but A-Train recognized that he did something, even stopped to say he was sorry for two seconds before he ran away. I, it went, I'm going back to we would be that turtle that somebody ran over <laughs> in the middle of the road.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> exactly. just keep going.
0: Yeah,
1: Check that yeah. wheel, make sure it's okay. No, I. that's why I was like saying Ant Farm. I think they've stopped. I think they've screwed with us. And like we're, you know, uh, what's the song? Humans make great pets. <laughs> I think I think that's fine. Uh, there's, I have zero problem with that. And I also think that, that if, if such a technology was to ever come into our hands, it would be a horrible, horrible idea. It's just, it, we would be like packlid traders, you know, from TNG. Like we, we look for things, things that make us go. We're the packlid We think we're the Federation. We're not, we're the packlids We would take and try and and weaponize any technology we got.
0: I told you about that book series I went through where the only reasons why humanity survived is because we were too dumb to know what we shouldn't try. Yeah, I need to read that. And too desperate not to try it.
1: Yeah, I need to read that. There's, there's, uh, I mean, it would be a horrible idea to give us the technology. And and so they haven't. Um, if 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 such beings exist, no, no, don't give us anything. Are you kidding? Look what we did with social media. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, and, and this is my biggest pet peeve. I, I've known a lot of people in my life who are like, we don't have flying cars. You can't handle a regular car, and you want to add a third axis? No, no, you can't handle that. You can't like you. When was the last time you got your oil changed? <laughs> Do you have ball? If I went outside and looked at your car, are three of
0: them bald? Well, And not only that, but, you know, it's it's bad enough right now that if you have an accident and somewhere along the line you kill yourself and maybe one other person. If your flying car falls out of the sky and lands on somebody's house.
1: Yeah, you know, if you live in the Burbs, the worst you're going to have is somebody parking drunk on your lawn. If you have flying cars, they could just bomb your house. no. We're not going to have flying cars because we can't handle flying cars. It's not that we don't have the technology. We probably do. We can't handle it. We can't. You can barely handle cars. Are you kidding me? How many vehicles do you have that are not properly maintained? How many people drink and drive? How many people are crappy drivers? And you think adding pilot to the license is going to be better no we can't handle it that's why we don't have it's why we can't have nice things
0: can, can you imagine the people who already can't merge
1: oh god yeah now let's add a third axis to it and speed right <laughs> most people can't <laughs> handle 70 80 miles an hour let's try 110 150 200 miles an hour right let's talk helicopter speeds you know 300 miles an hour Much less jet propulsion. Are you kidding? No, no, they can't. People, the general public can't handle it. That's why we don't have any of that stuff. Uh, We, (laughs) what? I mean, uh, it's it boggles the mind what you think. We can't handle cell phones. Cell phone has crippled our society and made our children stupid. What? Do you think something like, I I don't know, weird crap, like anti-gravity, right? If we had repulsor technology, like in Star Wars, where stuff just like, you know, X-Wings and TIE Fighters and stuff like that, that just, they they, they have anti-gravity technology.
0: Huh? That make noise in space?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's very <laughs> special. <laughs> um, you don't know. There could be noise in space. They've told you there isn't. You've never been to space. You don't know. Uh, there's... <laughs> is there air is there air i'm glad you got that quote is there air you don't know look around you do you see anything that can be used to form a rudimentary lathe of some sort get off the
0: line guy
1: um uh, galaxy quest for any of you who don't know
0: and if you haven't seen it please drop what you're doing and go watch it
1: so freaking great you can you can watch her mouth. Fuck that. <laughs> I have one job on this ship. It's to ask the computer questions. I'm going to do my job. <laughs> hey, uh, did, you ever, did you ever consider maybe you're the plucky relief? God,
0: plucky. movie.
1: I do. It's so great. And
0: like, that, that was the first time we actually truly got to see Sam Rockwell's for the genius that he is. Oh, my
1: God. He, he made that him and uh, I cannot think of his name. Monk. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Thank you. Tony Shalhoub. I got Shalhoub. that name right. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Shaloub And, and I, it, they just they stole every scene they were in. Every scene they were in. Uh. I mean, it, it was it was a powerhouse, and of course you have uh, Snape in there, and uh, you know I, the and, queen, the it, empress of sci-fi herself,
0: and him playing the actor who didn't want to do it anymore, a la Leonard Nimoy. Oh
1: so God. great! It's so great. I they, was trained they in, in up Shakespeare.
0: On every trope that ever happened in Star. I mean, that that was some of the best Star Trek that ever happened, including Star Trek.
1: I, I I wasn't ready when I first saw it, you know, because it's, it's really an all-star cast. It really is. I mean, it had uh, Sigourney Weaver, Sam Rockwell, Alan Rickman, uh, Tim Allen, of course, Tony Shalhoub. Uh, I, I mean, it, it just it, it had so many people. And there – I had a, a – Justin Long – but I had a, a huge crush on Missy Pyle. I really did. Lilari. Uh, uh, that,
0: that, uh, oh, it's not right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. the The alien chick who who had all the tentacles and stuff like that. I had a huge crush on Missy Pyle. I'm like, oh, I need one of those. <laughs> like, I, I need that.
0: <laughs> tentacles and all.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Like all of that. It's I'm all fine with it. It's it's super good. I have zero issues. I mean, that was that was 1999 at its best. I can't believe that that did not win. More or any awards that it, sh- it really should have. But uh, g- returning to conspiracies and aliens, uh, I just I'm at a loss for how people don't recognize that things have taken a turn. Right. Uh, just just the huge kind of about face we've done on how how things work and how people think about it and and what what messages are changing and and why that is i mean the the far left used to be about uh you know stick it to the man and conservationism and and all that kind of stuff and now they they're like do do as you're obey, obey you know uh i just it, it's uh, somehow we've lost our way as a country, somehow we lost our way. And I don't get it.
0: Um, I don't know. Do you think the glasses from They Live are actually out there? The ones that you can put on and finally see the world for what it is?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's very, very simple. Watch what they do. Don't listen. Don't listen. If you're listening, you're screwed. Because they say all the right things. Watch what they do. And if you watch what you do, you're going to go,
0: what the hell? Not to say that this is really a new concept, but I think this is kind of the thing that I, for lack of a better term, and this is the one thing that I truly blame Trump for. He was so ridiculous that the other side went, holy shit, we can get away with that, too. Oh, and yeah. Everybody was hoping, or at least those who didn't vote for him, were hoping that even if you got a senile old fart into the White House, that at least it would go back to normal. And Yeah,
1: that I, hasn't happened, has
0: it? <laughs> no. And really, because really what it is, is they all looked around and went... Uh, you, oh my! So so you're saying that we can stand up and say whatever the fuck we want and do whatever the fuck we want, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Holy shit! Why have we not been doing this all along? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and they have been doing it all along. It's just they just
1: be blatant about it exactly. now. They
0: don't have to care. It's kind of like you mean we don't have to pretend anymore.
1: Well, this just makes it much easier. I, I am of the firm belief that if if we go, I don't know, another twenty years like this, just continuing to get worse, uh, it will be an unsustainable product. It really will. I, I think I think you got twenty years max of it going like this before something has to snap. And I don't know what that is. I, I like I don't have a crystal ball, but but I'm pretty sure that that when the conspiracy theories stop being theories and start being proven out, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> you know oh that's not good.
0: <laughs> well then then I'll throw another wonderful one that I don't know if you did or didn't see. But <laughs> Everybody's wondering what's going on with China and Taiwan, and we just finally admitted that we've been over there training the Taiwanese uh, military. Yeah, is that a surprise? No, I it's mean, not we a train su- everybody else's it's, minority it's, 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 military. It's, it's not a surprise, but it's kind of one of those things where it's uh, you, you know, like, oh, no, 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 China's not going to do anything like that. Hey, um, can we sneak some advisors over there?
1: You know, not like a lot, just enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I It's you. You begin to wonder. What it actually takes for a wake up call. Like, what does it take? Because all this stuff that they said didn't exist. You know, like in the 80s the 70s, the 60s, 70s and 80s, the NSA did, wasn't actually a thing. And I, then they ca- actually, caught the being you probably, a thing.
0: You, you probably couldn't. The only reason why people where I live knew about the NSA is because I didn't live terribly far away from Fort Meade. Right. Other than that, it, it, it wasn't, you know, you had to explain to people what the NSA was. Yeah,
1: it wasn't a thing. And until they they are a thing and not only are they a thing, they probably are doing the horrible things you think they are. Uh, and and when those those conspiracies come forward and and they pan out people go huh and then move on right nobody they it it's it's they they nothing to see hear it and then do this big production to get your your mind away from whatever else it is that's that's supposed to be you're not supposed to be looking at and they just move everybody away from it and then it goes, quote unquote, goes away.
0: I was about to ask a stupid question, which was how is there no accountability in all of this? And and I'll admit it was a stupid question because I could even remember, and I don't remember where I heard this recently, just a conversation going on of why haven't, you know, just with everything that's gone on in the past, uh, let's just say, six years, um, there haven't been any arrests and the thing is is that the same people who would do the arresting are the ones who worry that they're that when everything changes hands are going to get arrested themselves so they're not going to cross that line
1: yeah yeah i mean they'll try and arrest trump but they really don't want to set the precedent that sitting presidents are indictable that's a bad precedent to set because was, if somebody actually, gets upset
0: I was actually surprised that they went as far as they did with the second impeachment for no other reason than you you know you know that in twenty twenty two that if the Republicans take over both the House and the Senate that Biden's getting impeached. Doesn't even oh, matter sure. doesn't even matter what for. Yeah. That just because it's been done before, and I think we're gonna start seeing a thing of whenever you've got the opposing party in Congress to who has the executive branch, we'll let's just see if we can get rid of this guy.
1: See, I don't think the Republicans are ever gonna get a foothold again. I, I don't I I don't think that's gonna be how the United States works anymore. The Democrats are never after Trump, they're never gonna let go of those reins again.
0: Ever. Um, really Bill Maher just scared the hell out of me this morning.
1: <laughs> that's a weird uh, sentence, but okay. Uh,
0: he, because I—that's it, my normal Saturday morning thing. I get up, I have a cup of coffee, and I watch Bill Maher from the previous night. I, um, i, I don't really agree with all of his politics. Gonna but, say why? <laughs> well, I don't—I don't really agree with all of his politics, but that even goes into the idea of forming the show and encouraging people to talk to us. Is I like the idea that it's a conversation he still brings people from the other side into the conversation um i don't always agree with what he has to say but at the same time he's he's a voice for sanity even on the other side if that makes any sense um and what he he laid out a where his thought process was as far as a plan as to what's going to probably happen over the next few years as far as election cycles go and his statement for um you know obviously trump's going to run again in 2024 but he they've already started in the process of getting a lot of the electorate uh, electorals and electoral college people etc starting to be on quote unquote his side so that no matter who wins in 2024 no one is going to admit that their side lost and he was a very very plausible way that he laid it out and it was kind of like oh shit and his statement was what are we going to do in 2025 when you have two people who show up on inauguration day both expecting to be inaugurated
1: Look, I have a very simple plan. Thunderdome.
0: I was going say, does this involve the bunker and the the property?
1: Just get Tina Turner, build a Thunderdome, you know, chant two men enter, one man leaves, or two people enter, one man leaves. It could be a woman. I don't really care. And, um, like, have them find it out. That's where we're headed. I mean... This is this is going to get that bad. I mean, we already had a mini riot slash whatever the fuck you want to call it, insurrection, uh, protest, uh, whatever Um, on both sides. I'm I still hold this to be true. The minute you break a window or storm something or set something on fire or or anything like that, that's no longer a protest. That's a riot. Uh, the fact that they did it to the Capitol, uh, it's like, oh, for crying out loud. Look, these are uh, it, it's it's getting to the point where it will it will be an increasing circus. And instead of people, I, and I, I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember. You, you've you seen the outlaw Josie Wales. Yes, of course. It's quite easy. right. Right. And I think probably one of the best written and best performed uh, scenes in that movie or any other movie about how people live together is when a Josie Wales and Ten Bears speak. Right. And when he's trying to convince them, like, look, I'm here to live with you or I'm here to die with you. I'll do either one or get either one from you. I don't really care. But governments don't live together. People live together. And governments won't give you a fair fight or a fair word, and I'm here to give either one. And I, I that sentiment, like people, governments don't live together. People do. It's absolutely true. And what they're trying to do to us now, and I know this is kind of a conspiracy theory, but still, but what they're trying to do to us now, and pretty effectually, in my personal opinion, is divide us to the point where we can't. Be effectual. We cannot stop the system if we are fighting with each other instead of putting the blame where it actually goes on them. It's a fantastic way to run a corrupt government because you can pretty much do whatever you want as long as the ire of the people is at least directionable, not controllable. They don't care that it's controlled. They care that it's directionable away from them. I, so what do
0: they care? They don't care. I Why don't, would they have to? I don't disagree with you in any way, shape, or form by that's what's occurring. My question is, and it's and it's the question I ask myself, and I'll see how where you come. Is is there actually some master plan behind the whole thing, and somebody standing there doing the whole Doctor Evil uh, routine, or? Is it simpler in the fact that this is just the bumbling bullshit that we've managed to find ourselves in, and everybody's just looking around going, fuck it, let's just run with it?
1: The scary part is both of those things can be true. You could have the bumbling idiots and all that and and just think they're in charge, and you could have somebody working it from behind.
0: Yeah. Well... One of my favorite, or a group authors,
1: cabal, whatever.
0: As with most things, I refer to things that I've read and seen and stuff of that nature. One of my favorite authors out there, Jim Butcher. Um, you know, one of his books, he made, he stayed, made a statement. Slightly
1: controversial there, but yeah. Jim, Jim doesn't have a real great outtake on civilization.
0: No, he doesn't. But at some point in time, it was the the, the statement in question of. What is scary or evil or stupidity? And the response was stupidity, especially because it's much, much more prevalent out there.
1: Yeah, and much more powerful actually. Evil you can get behind evil being stopped, right? Uh, in nineteen In the nineteen thirties and forties, uh, they got behind stopping evil. Uh, they had a whole world war about it, right? They got behind stopping evil. People look at stupidity and just go, what?
0: And let it go. Right? Well, it, it, but, but then you look at our quote unquote leaders today. I mean, just 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 use the two that we've had recently, Biden and Trump. Are we looking at evil or stupidity?
1: No, and this is the part that I think I'm going to diverge a little bit and, and I get in trouble with this particular sentence. I think, yes, they are evilly stupid and stupidly evil. Both. And I I just, I just, I can't, I can't get there from here. Right? They, It's not only the hubris that they, they know that they can get away with whatever they want. It's not only the fact that they want to get away with all the things that they do. And the fact that they know we're too dumb to stop them right now. As long as we get some distraction and some social media and some some government checks and stuff like that, we're bread, fine.
0: Bread and circuses. Right. Where does that come from? Um, uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it's a, I think it's Marcus Aurelius.
1: Well, I know it was old. Hold on.
0: It's, it's Roman in some fashion form or the other. I think it was Marcus Aurelius.
1: Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses quote. Hold on here. Phrase by the Roman writer. By a Roman writer to deplore the declining hero, uh, hero, hero, heroism—cannot say that word—of Romans after the Roman Republic ceased to exist and the Roman Empire command, uh, began. Two things only the people anxiously desire: bread and circuses. The government kept the Roman populace happy by dis, distrib, dis, wow, distributing free food and staging huge spectacles.
0: Okay, so we're talking some point after Augustus. Uh,
1: Apparently. Now, uh, they're saying uh, Marcus Tullius Cicero said it.
0: Well, that's actually right about the time of Augustus.
1: Right. Uh, At least that's who they're attributing to it. Um,
0: Cicero was a Roman senator who eventually got killed for what he had to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they had conviction back then, and that's that's not something they have now.
0: Um, Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and and I know this is probably going to get me on a domestic terrorist watch list, but you know, there's nobody's really out there trying to massively. Well, I take let's let's take this to be literal. You're not going to find a group of senators who actually are willing to come out on the Senate floor and stab the president to death.
1: We it, at uh, gentlemen, Soapbox do not condone stabbing the president to death.
0: Oh, no, no. I wasn't suggesting that they should. I'm saying that that's where there's a whole lack of conviction. You know, you've probably got a bunch of them sitting there clapping for whoever's president. I mean, hell, you had Nancy. Pelosi. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi was considering the possibility of stabbing Trump when he was giving his State of the Union address. But Jake, once again, are
1: you saying AOC's <laughs> conviction, wearing her tax the rich dress, wasn't the epitome of righteousness and conviction?
0: Are you suggesting that, sir? No, she'll just cry on the Senate floor. Excuse <laughs> me, the uh, the House floor. The House floor. Uh, yeah. So, so once I'm going to vote not, president. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that anybody should stab the president. I'm saying that, that none of our senators or congresspeople have the conviction to do so. Why would they do that? Why they're part of the elite
1: class? Oh, they oh, oh. they made it. They don't have to care now. All they have to do is care about staying in the elite class because once you're there, you're part of the club. How was
0: that a different from the Roman senators?
1: It's not. I said, not even, and I uh, I said this in my uh, I remember it in my world history economics class uh, in my freshman year of college. And I'm like, we are akin to right before. Rome fell in this country. And
0: oh, I can that... argue that. I mean, if you look at the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, you know, we're there. We just did it faster. We are,
1: yeah, we're right there. It just took them longer because we have tech, more technology that makes word of mouth and, and everything go a little bit faster. I, I
0: mean, I mean it, it, if the Romans had Facebook, they, they wouldn't have lasted as long as we did.
1: Wow. No. So... And everybody laughed at me at the time going, "We're nothing like the Roman Empire." I'm like, "Oh yeah, we are. We're really close." Uh now I was about 25 years too early uh for that statement, but I was right. And and I know we're, we we got to go here, but it's it's one of those things where if you look at all the conspiracies and all the things that everybody says, and and they're like, oh, this is happening, and every look at look at why they might say that. And there's some look, I'm not gonna lie, there's some whack job conspiracies out there. I am I am totally on board with some of those things.
0: You you, you mean you don't think the Democrats are eating babies?
1: I I don't. I also don't think Bill Gates put microchips in the vaccine either. <gasps> I know. I know it's blasphemy to say, uh, (laughs) I mean, I know people who think that because they got vaxxed, they have an RFID chip in their body, and they've been scanning themselves constantly trying to find out where it wound up. I mean, I know people (laughs) who did that, and I'm I'm like, dude, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's weird, man. No, it'll follow you anywhere, even underground. I'm like, they can't get cell phone service underground, dude. <laughs> they can't even get it by the four-way stop outside the Walmart. I, I lose all my bars. You think they're going to be like, <laughs> like at the core of the planet, they're still going to be able to tag it? Like, no, dude, that's not, that's it, not a thing. No,
0: what you really need to do is next time you see somebody doing that, what you basically do is you look at them with the most seriousness that you possibly can muster and go, uh, dude, they, it hides in your testicles. And, 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 and there's a reason. And I don't even know what reason you come up with. Come up with some bullshit reason why you're not supposed to be able to find it anyway, but convince them it's in their testicles.
1: The best I saw was uh, a coworker. She, and she's got a wicked sense of humor. So we, we've heard this guy and we've heard him talk about his RFID chip that he got from the vaccine. So she went around. She's in IT. So she she's like, I'm going to go mess with him. So she has uh, one of those apps that tell you the signal strength of the office Wi-Fi, right? Because part of her job is to make sure the office Wi-Fi works. <laughs> so she made a point of walking by his desk. And every time she did, it went beep. You know, she had a little button, you know, a little app that just you could press it. To, it's got a little soundboard on it. But every time she go beep and just walk by him. And she did this like three, four times. And. She's like, man, that's so weird, you know. And he's like, what? She's like, every I'm I'm testing Wi-Fi here and everything. And every time I go past you, I get a spike. I don't. Are you running another server or something?
0: <laughs> Just this panic look on his face. How quickly did he run to the bathroom?
1: <laughs> oh my god, it took less than five minutes. He didn't want to be <laughs> obvious about it. He was in the bathroom for like a half hour. But I mean, <sighs> I, I'm not I'm not saying conspiracy theory like that. But look around. And just because, and don't, don't trust the mainstream media. I mean, they're, they're bought and paid for by corporations in the elite class. You can't trust CNN, MSNBC, Fox, you know, any, any of these things, any mainstream. I'm sorry,
0: Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson tells me the truth every night. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> well, if either him a, or Don Lemon, which one are you going to listen to?
1: Nobody tells us. Nobody is telling you the truth. Uh,
0: but I, Don I, I Lemon just loves me. Damn it! <laughs> it's my friend.
1: <laughs> oh, I just I'm I'm so sad for us collectively as a people. <laughs> I really am. I just uh, I get uh, so upset uh, about it.
0: You 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 know that you've had fantasies about Laura Ingram. She's your type. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can't even deny it, can you?
1: No, I mean, it's like, no, no, I'm trying. I'm trying desperately to to deny that she is is both not attractive. And, um. no. first of all, she's horrible. She's a horrible shill. And I I hate her. Have I had sexual fantasies about her? Yeah, of course I have. I mean, you know me. I mean, (laughs) seriously. I mean, (laughs) did I read the Hillary trap? No, of course not. Uh, but uh, it's not like no, no. Uh, It's uh, like don't don't believe anything Laura Ingram says. None of them. None of the people on mainstream media, like if they're involved in mainstream media or a political figure, just assume that they're lying to you. Like bold face lying. It's not even like it was back in the day where there was a kernel of truth in there somewhere. There's none. They don't need that anymore.
0: Actually, what what I find interesting to do with uh, with them is to watch both CNN and Fox News and just compare what stories? No wonder you're are being, pissed off all the time. Oh, God. I, I compare what stories are being ignored by which side.
1: You're a better man than me. It would just, it would just make my blood pressure skyrocket. I, they're just, it's blatant sensationalism and lying, and I just, I can't get there from here.
0: Oh, I, I, I manage to take some humor from it, if nothing else.
1: i'm glad you could take something from it because it ain't the truth well
0: on that note uh write in tell us your favorite conspiracy theory tell us that we're psycho and wrong uh however you wish to communicate that we'd love to hear from you uh so on that wonderful uplifting heartwarming note have a good night (laughs)
2: Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes and they can see it. There is no mystery, there is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion, and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such the other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures in the language of, of the KGB or psychological warfare what it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves their families their community and their country it's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in in four basic stages Uh, the first one being demoralization it takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation why that many years because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of of your enemy exposed to the ideology of the enemy in other words Marxism Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism American patriotism the result the result you can see. Most of the people who graduated in the sixties, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded, and, and, and uh, common common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm-hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes, uh, uh, simply because... The psychological shock when when they will see in future what the what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They they, they will uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people, and the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they obviously they will join the links of dissenters, mm-hmm. dissidents. Uh, unlike in present United States there will be no place for dissent in in future Marxist Leninist America Uh, here you can you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident for criticizing your Pentagon in future these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful noble ideas of equality this they don't understand and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already uh, for the last 25 years. Actually, it's overfulfilled fulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans. Thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp he will refuse to believe it until he he is going to receive a kick in the in his fat bottom when a military boot crashes his then he will understand but not before that that's the tragic of the situation of demoralization so basically america is stuck with, with demoralization and unless even if, if you start right now here this minute you start educating new generation of american it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal- normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. Uh, it's uh, what, what matters is essentials, economy foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, And you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as as, uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, The next stage, of course, is crisis. It it, it may take only up to six weeks to to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of of power, structure and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in washington dc with the benevolent dictators like walter mondale who will promise lots of things never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not he will go to moscow to kiss the bottoms of of new generation of soviet assassins never mind he will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control situation is not under control situation is disgustingly out of control most of the american politicians media and educational system, trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. United States is in the state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of of this system. And and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course, Uh, it's, it's the system. However ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy, whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hood. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. the the time bomb is ticking with every second the disaster is coming closer and closer unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins this is it, this is the last country of freedom and and possibility Okay. so what do we do? what is your recommendation to the American people? well, the, uh, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is of course there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, nothing ever can help United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including freedoms... To, to homosexuals to prison inmate all this freedom will vanish evaporating in five seconds including your precious lives um, the second thing I the moment at least part of United States population is convinced that the danger is real they have to force their government and I'm not talking about sending letters signing petitions and all this beautiful noble activity I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism, because there is no other problem more burning and and urgent than to stop the Soviet military industrial complex from destroying whatever is left of the free world. And it is very easy to do. No credits, no technology, no money, no political or diplomatic recognition, and of course no such idiocy as grain deals to USSR. The Soviet people, 270 millions of, of Soviets, will be eternally thankful to you if you stop aiding a bunch of murderers who sit now in Kremlin and whom President Reagan respectfully calls government. They do not govern anything, least of all such complexity as the Soviet economy. So basic, two very simple, maybe two simplistic answers or solutions, but nevertheless, they are the only solutions. Educate yourself understand what's going on around you you are not living at the time of peace you are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself Um, you don't have much time especially if you are talking about young generation there's not much time left for convulsions uh, uh, to the beautiful uh, disco music very soon it will go just just overnight if we are talking about capitalists or, or, or wealthy businessmen they I think they are selling the rope on which they will hang very soon if they don't stop if they cannot curb their unsettled desire for profit and if they keep on trading with the monster of the Soviet communism they are going to hang very soon and it, they will pray to be killed but unfortunately they will be sent to Alaska probably to manage industry of slaves it's, it's simplistic. I know it sounds unpleasant. I know Americans don't like to listen to things which are unpleasant. But I have defected not to tell you the stories about such idiocy as, as microfilm, James Bond type espionage. This is garbage. Uh, you don't need any espionage anymore. I have come to talk about survival. It's a question of survival of this system. You may ask me, what is it in for me? Survival, obviously, because unlike, as I said, I am now in your boat. If, If we sing together, we'll sing beautifully.
3: So here's what's gonna happen. 2022, the midterms, Republicans win big. Why? Because the out of power party always does in a country where the electorate can't think past, throw the bums out. So the Republicans take back the house where disputed elections are decided. And the speaker is Kevin McCarthy, a man with all the backbone of one of those inflatable tube men outside a car dealership. (laughs) Republicans will also have more key governors. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan all had Democratic governors who protected the vote in 2020. But they're all up for re-election in 22 at least two will lose. 2023, Trump announces his candidacy and starts having large rallies across the country, which become increasingly angry and threatening as Trump indulges his love for inciting violence.
1: Knock the crap out of them. They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. Throw them the hell out. Like to punch him in the face.
3: You know, I know the Hitler analogy is over-the-top in many ways. It is. I don't think Trump hates Jews. There are too many rich ones. (laughs) And I don't think committing genocide is in his future. But the mentality of how to take over a country is exactly the same. Play on this feeling of, we have been cheated, robbed, betrayed, and now we're going to take it back. Two-thirds of Republicans believe the election was stolen. 21 million believe force is justified to restore Trump to office. A majority want to secede, whatever the hell that would entail. And yet 2024 comes and Democrats treat it as a normal election year. They are living in a dream world where their choice of candidate matters, their policies matter, the number of votes they get matters. None of it does. I won't even predict who the Democratic nominee will be, because it doesn't matter. It could be Biden, it could be Harris, it could be Amy Klobuchar, it could be Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) As long as they have a D by their name, they will be portrayed as the leader of the army of Satan. But even if they win, Trump won't accept it, but this time, his claims of illegal voting by immigrants or mail-in ballots coming in after the deadline or the system was hacked by Venezuela or whatever Giuliani comes up with on the fly. (laughs) They will be fully embraced by the Stooges he's installing right now. December 16th, 2024. This is the day electors gather to vote for president. Arizona and Wisconsin both send a slate of bogus Trump electors. Setting up a showdown on January 6th and daring Kamala Harris to do what Trumpers wanted Mike Pence to do—throw out election results. The difference being, this time those results really are phony, and this time it's not just 600 diabetic Fox News junkies and a nut in a Viking helmet. (laughs) 10 million Trump voters have signed a pledge to come to Washington. Of course, not in a half million flake. But half a million still show up and they're heavily armed and incensed when Harris does what Mike Pence wouldn't. Demonstrations grow in the streets, the kind of Antifa versus Proud Boy violence we've seen in Portland erupts across the country. People are afraid to go out anywhere where their political tribe isn't in the majority, which hurts commerce. The stock market is spooked by the unrest and tumbles as Inauguration Day approaches. President Biden is under extraordinary pressure to do something to stop the coup before his authority over the military and the Justice Department evaporates at noon on January 20th. What happens when two presidential candidates show up on inauguration day, both expecting to be sworn in like a bad sitcom pilot? (laughs) The ding-dongs who sacked the Capitol last year? That was like when Al-Qaeda tried to take down the World Trade Center the first time with a van. It was a joke. But the next time they came back with planes. I hope I scared the shit out of you. Thank you very much. That's our show. We're off next week and back on the 22nd.